Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion, unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. (laughs) Today's episode of The Other Stories has been sponsored by the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories podcast. Do you like scary stories? Well, lock your doors and bolt your windows. There is a maniac on the loose. The Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories podcast specialises in scary stories that will curdle your blood and send shivers down your spine. All the stories are written and narrated by award-winning writer and filmmaker Steve Hudgens, who has recently crossed over into the podcasting world. So be sure to tune in and listen and subscribe. The Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories podcast is on all major podcast platforms and YouTube. And everything you need can be found at www.maniacontheloose.com. That's maniacontheloose.com. Today's episode of The Ever Stories comes with a content warning for sexual assault. If that's not for you, we'd encourage you to keep yourself safe and skip this one. We will be back next week with another story. Today's episode is The Weight of Your Glare, written and narrated by Jasmine Arch. One does not say no to the Lord of the Seas. When your father lines you and your sisters up before him like broodmares at auction, 
you don't complain. No, you lift your chin and cherish your pride because it's all you have. And when the weight of Poseidon's gaze clings to your form, the body your mother taught you to hate, the wide hips and soft breasts she's cursed since the day you first bled under the moon, you stand tall. Even when the barbed tips of a gleaming trident slowly descend, pointing in your direction, you stand. Jaw clenched and fists balled, you hold your silence, because you know your father will betray you no matter what you do. He will ignore your pleas and barter your body away, and your mother will let it happen. And you, you will show neither fear nor defiance. You will not give him even that. Instead, you pray for the day he tires of your curves and casts you aside for a new pet, and your body will finally belong only to you. Until that happens, you will do everything you can to keep your womb empty, your body barren. What little revenge you can take is better than none at all. In a way, your mother's behavior was the perfect preparation. When your first blood flowed, it made a pale comparison to the torrent of fury she unleashed. No rose petals and song for you as you became a woman. Her rage and screams were all that marked your rites of passage. You turned to father for comfort. Papa's little girl. The sparkle in his eye and his confidant whenever mother's venom overflowed to scorch his hide. Little did you know his praise was nothing more than anticipation of the price you'd fetch when your time came. Your mother hugs you one last time, lips pale and eyes bloodshot and turns away without a word. Poseidon, your new master, grabs your wrist. His fingertips dig into your skin, hard enough to bruise, but you refuse to show discomfort. If you ignore him, you can ignore his ownership of you, just for a little while. He meets your gaze as his grip tightens. You will not cry out, not in front of your parents. As your eyes narrow, he gives a curt nod and drags you away. That's when you pray. You call on every deity you can think of, but none give even the slightest sign of hearing. He is too powerful, or you too insignificant. It's not until he pushes you down on the altar of a temple not his own that someone takes heed of your despair. Her voice booms through your head as his sweat drips into your eyes and slicks your skin. Is my uncle so impatient he must defile the sanctuary of his own kith and kin? You close your eyes, but cannot unsee him, face flustered, hair tussled. You squirm beneath him, one of his hands engulfs both of yours as his others roamed your body, squeezing, pinching, tearing your tunic. I wish I could help you, little one, if only to spite the slimy bastard, but even his siblings can't do that. Neither of us would survive. He grunts, sliding his hand along your neck and forcing his thumb into your mouth. Look at me, my little serpent. Your father must have been thrilled. He's been angling at a position by my side for centuries. He follows his fingers with his tongue, leaving a trail of ice and slime that makes you shudder. <laughs> Please... But the only reply is a dry chuckle as he wraps your hair around his hand and pulls your head back.
begging already, are we? We must strike when he least expects it. That's the only way we stand a chance. With those words, warm darkness wraps itself around you. I'll keep you as safe as I can until the time comes. She cannot protect your body, but at least she keeps the memories at bay. Most of them. The next thing you remember is a feeble attempt to wipe the blood from your thighs as you stand alone amid the columns of Athena's temple. Inability to say no is not the same as inability to fight. When you have no say over what happens to your body, when the seed of an invader threatens to take root in your soil, you close your lips and choose thirst and hunger. Your hair grows brittle and dull, your skin dry as the desert, and you wait. It is only a matter of time before sunken eyes and protruding bones render you ugly enough to send him to greener pastures. After that first night, he dresses you in robes of watery green with trailing sleeves that float behind you like kelp in the current. Your bed has four posts made of living red coral. More of his prisoners taken to decorate your cage. Every night he orders a table laden with choice morsels to entice you to eat. Oysters with lime, garlic and pepper vie for attention with succulent breaded and fried lamb's brains. Olive oil and delicate salt flakes glisten atop vibrant fresh greens. Your mouth waters at the sight, but you refuse to eat even the smallest crumb. Come, my pet. You must eat sooner or later. He holds a spoon to your lips, taunts you with the delectable scent of the food. You do not reply except to avert your head. To speak would require opening your mouth and give him a chance to slip the spoon between your parched lips. What are you doing, little one? You must keep your strength up if we're to fight him. Easy for her to say. You clench your teeth together and ball your thoughts into a fist. Athena's sanctuary is a cluttered copy of her temple. You stand behind her, gaze cast downward as you maintain a demure posture. She brought you here, your spirit at least. Your lips curl in disgust at the thought of your body. What is probably happening to it while your new patroness throws her aunt a civilized tea party? Athena's lance and shield lie in a corner. One step, and they could be yours. Might as well be leagues of arid desert for all the good they would do. A beetle under the heel of a giant can take up all the weapons in the world and still be a mere nuisance, an insect to be crushed. We gods are not above mortals, aunt. Athena leans back against a cushion and holds her hands in her lap, fists clenched. The tea on a low table at her knee remains untouched. To be precise, it's the goddesses that are not bargaining chips for their fathers, husbands or brothers. No more, no less. And you invited me here to inform me of this. Demeter stares outside at bare trees blanketed in snow, rivers smothered in ice. You know it, 
Better than anyone, you learned the hard way when you first lost... Don't use my daughter's name to curry favor, child. Nostrils flared. Demeter speaks through gritted teeth as the ground beneath Athena's sanctuary trembles. I'm not the one in need of your help, aunt. Athena lowers her voice, making a gesture in my direction. An unmother daughter like me, thanks to the machinations of our revered fathers, but she's even more powerless than I have ever been. And what does that have to do with me? She and I cannot stand alone against Poseidon and weather his briny storm, not if we are to survive. Father will refuse to interfere as always, not against his brother, not unless he stands to gain from it. And so you come to me, niece, as your renowned wisdom fails you. Demeter smiles, stark and cold as the sunlit snow. Why would I help you? What have you ever done for me? More than your brothers. Where were Zeus and Poseidon when you needed them? You had to hold the world hostage before they would listen. Why else would they act on behalf of a woman? It's time we showed them, aunt. Time we took power for ourselves. You hold your breath and await Demeter's decision. There is nothing else you can do. Once more, you have allowed yourself to become a bargaining chip. You are the symbol Athena will wield to bring others into her rebellion. Demeter turns her frosty gaze on you. And what is it that you want, little mortal? You swallow, your lips suddenly dry. Let no other touch me or wish to without my permission. Let no man wrap my hair around his fist ever again. Not unpunished. When a goddess turns your skin green, makes your teeth grow into wicked curving fangs, and transforms the long lustrous hair you've learned to resent into glistening snakes dripping with venom, all you can do is laugh. A wild, deep belly laugh that spirals into a high-pitched cackle because the god who bought your body will lose his appetite for it. When he sends you away, he'll boast to all, far and wide, that he had no choice. When he first had you, the sight of you was enough to harden any man, turn them to living stone, but now Athena has cursed you, turned you into the hideous monster you've always been deep inside. Didn't your mother pound the thought into you from the day you grew from bud to springtime blossom? Let them think it a curse. You know it for the blessing it is. The Lord of the Sea no longer has use for you. The day Athena, aided by Demeter, performs her magic, he will rant, pacing back and forth across the splendid marble floors of his carefully sculpted dwelling. You will stand in silence as the serpents writhe across your scalp and hiss their secrets into your ears, and you will force your gaze downward and keep the corners of your mouth from creeping up. Out of spite, my lord. A punishment because I bled on her altar. That impudent. Little. He will punch one of the carved columns. 
A sound like Zeus's thunder will reverberate through the space as tiny cracks spider web across the stone. Bitch! After Zeus, unwilling to get caught between his brother and his daughter, pleads immunity and Hades follows suit, Poseidon will spend a few more moons trying to circumvent Athena's work. In the end, he will hack at the snakes until a cracked column crumbles under the onslaught of your screams, with his blood and the venom of your snakes dripping from his knuckles, he will cast you from his sanctuary and his life. Adrift on the waves of his realm, you tear the shimmering silk from your body. You swim in lazy circles, watching it float away like fronds of seaweed on the foam-tipped waves. A seagull swoops down, but the minute he passes from the corner of your eye into sharp focus, his shrieks still. He plummets from the sky and sinks below the surface, wings spread in eternal flight. When Athena said your time would come, you didn't believe her. If I were in your place, I would not have believed either, little one. Athena, how can I ever... Don't. No word of what we've done can reach my uncle. I only wish we could have found another way. It's not an easy life you've chosen. It will be my own. For the birds of your island refuge, you close your eyes. After all, what have they ever done to deserve the weight of your glare? Their cries are your only company. But your visitors who come to conquer one way or another. You await them in your stone garden. Ranks upon ranks of motion and breath congealed into unyielding limestone. As their brains petrify, you wonder what it was they wished for. Wishes are perilous things. Relentlessly, they come to your island seeking to penetrate the moist darkness of your cave, ears straining to catch the hiss of your snakes beneath the ever-present drip, drip, drip of water trickling through stone and soil to pool at your feet. You lose count of the fools who seek out your sanctuary and disturb the solitude you've chosen for yourself. As your snakes whisper their warnings in your ear, you dance amid your statues and await his approach. When he comes before you, not with blade and shield poised to strike, but with hands empty and open, you will not falter. You will not close your eyes in confusion, ignoring the whispers of forked tongues. It's a trick, a ruse to have you drop your guard. Don't fall for it. You will not ask him what he's doing, why he's kneeling, and you will not listen to his reply. What is it that you wish, lady? You will not contemplate your answer. You will not allow your resolve to crumble like limestone eroding beneath the endless drip of salt water. Wishes are perilous things.
I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories. The Weight of Your Glare was written and narrated by Jasmine Arch, edited by Carl Hughes of music by Blair Moon and Tom Robson, and sound effects provided by freesound.org and zapsblatt.com. Jasmine Arch is a writer, poet, narrator, podcaster, and all-round chaos for brains. She lives in a nook of Belgian countryside with two horses, four dogs, and a husband who knows better than to distract her when she's writing. Her work has appeared or is forthcoming in the other stories. Hey, that's us. Newmyths.com and Hybrid Fiction, among others. You can find out more about her and her work at jasminearch.com. Hey, are you on Facebook? Did you know that we, Hawk and Cleaver, have a free open Facebook group for any and all to come and join and talk about horror books or movies or other podcasts or to get involved with flash fiction competitions and writing exercises? Or hey, you could just join us for a movie night where we pick a random movie on Netflix and we all watch it together and generally tell each other really bad jokes during the viewing of said movie. If you're interested, either search for Hawk and Cleaver in Facebook or head to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Pop in, say hello, and we'll give you the warmest of welcomes. And by that, I mean pop you in a wicker man and set you on fire. <laughs> The Other Stories is a production of the story studio Hawk and Cleaver and is brought to you with a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. That means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means share the hell out of it. Until next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.